G'day there and welcome to the Dolby Anglican podcast. My name is David Brown and I'm one of the ministers at Dolby Anglican Parish. If you'd like to learn more about our church, you can visit anglicandolby.org.au. This week's sermon is the third in our Upside Down Kingdom series and it's entitled A Kingdom for the Out Crowd and it focuses on Matthew chapter 15 verses 10 to 28. We hope you enjoyed the sermon. The Lord be with you. And also with you. The Gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ according to St. Matthew chapter 15 beginning at the 10th verse. Glory. Glory to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth That is what defiles them. Then the disciples came to him and asked, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? He replied, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. Peter said, explain the parable to us. Are you still so dull? Jesus asked them. Don't you see whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart and these defile them. For out of the heart comes evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Yes, it is, Lord, she said. Even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. This is the gospel of our Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Well, in A.A. Milne's Winnie the Pooh, the lovable teddy bear and bumbling main character tries to set a trap 
for an elef- elephant or heffalump. He puts a honey pot out as bait, but then thinks to himself, suppose the pot in my trap isn't full of honey. And if it isn't, and what if it isn't honey all the way down? It wouldn't do if there's cheese or something else under the surface of the honey. So Pooh eats the top layer and finds more honey. Then he eats some more, and lo and behold, there's even more honey there. Finally, Pooh eats his way down to the bottom of the jar to discover there was, in fact, honey all the way down. We see the same connection being made in the two accounts from Jesus' life in Matthew's Gospel today. If something looks the part on the outside, but not on the inside, there's something wrong. In verse 13, Jesus says, Every plant that my heavenly Father has not planted will be pulled up by the roots. How do we know what we've what how do we know we've been planted by God? How do we know what is on top matches what's underneath? It's human nature to want to be accepted, to look like everyone else around us. We all want to be part of the in crowd and avoid the out crowd. But today, as we learn about God's upside down kingdom, we'll discover that God's kingdom is a kingdom for the out crowd. And that's good news for everyone. Our gospel reading this morning is a little bit truncated. In verse 10, Jesus it says, Jesus called the crowd to him and said, Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth is what defiles them. This begs the question, what crowd? And why is Jesus talking about food? Well, if you have a Bible with you, you'll see that verse 10 is a continuation of an event that happens at the beginning of the chapter. In verse 1, the Pharisees and teachers of the law get up Jesus, saying, Why do your disciples break the tradition of the elders? They don't wash their hands before they eat. Now, the traditions they're talking about were the purity laws in the Torah, part of the Old Testament. God was so concerned with people's lives that there were laws about personal hygiene and washing hands before eating. Now, Jesus' disciples weren't teachers of the law. They were fishermen with a passable knowledge of food laws. In amongst all the parties that Jesus attended, his enemies obviously noticed a slip, and now they're trying to humiliate Jesus by pointing out the failings of his friends. Jesus responds to this challenge with a teaching. In verse 10 he says, Listen and understand. What goes into someone's mouth does not defile them, but what comes out of their mouth is what defiles them. His teaching is clear. Eating with unwashed hands isn't nearly as big a problem as what comes out of your mouth. People at the time, like us today, thought in categories. Basically, there were goodies and baddies, the in-crowd and the out-crowd. The in-crowd washed their hands with extravagant rituals before meals. They didn't work on Saturdays and said their prayers publicly. You could quickly tell whether someone was a good person going to heaven or a bad person going to hell just by looking at the outside. We might have different categories, but we still do this today. Perhaps for you, a good person dresses well, sends their kids to elite private schools and doesn't smoke or drink. Or perhaps good people for you do smoke and drink, so they're clearly not up themselves. They drive Holdens and listen to pub rock. We all have our own in-crowds and our own out-crowds. If we do find ourselves in the out-crowd sometimes, we often have plans for how we will break into the in-crowd, 
by getting that job, buying that car or house, or by going on that holiday. Here Jesus is teaching us that life isn't that simple. What matters most is not the honey on the top, but whether it's honey all the way down. The vitriol and hatred in the hearts of Jesus' enemies expose them for who they are. Now what Jesus says doesn't just upset the Pharisees, it also upsets the disciples, and so they challenge him. The disciples come to him and ask, Do you know that the Pharisees were offended when they heard this? While the disciples paint it from the perspective of the Pharisees, they're in fact acknowledging that they're also offended. They thought Jesus was teaching them how to be part of the in-crowd, like the Pharisees. But here he's putting himself and them in the out-crowd. The disciples are challenging Jesus. But Jesus rises to the challenge by flipping the script. Leave them. They are blind guides. If the blind lead the blind, both will fall into a pit. This is earth-shattering stuff. The Pharisees called themselves the guides of the world and the leaders of the blind. They were the ones who could make you part of God's family. They were the ones who decided who was in and who was out. But Jesus is now telling us they're blind guides. Peter and the disciples still don't quite get it. And so Jesus says in verse 16, Are you so dull? Don't you see that whatever enters the mouth goes into the stomach and then out of the body? But the things that come out of a person's mouth come from the heart, and these defile them. For out of the heart come evil thoughts, murder, adultery, sexual immorality, theft, false testimony, slander. These are what defile a person, but eating with unwashed hands does not defile them. Food that goes into the body will come out and down the toilet, but out of the heart comes the things that truly mess people up, the really toxic stuff. The list is short, but the damage is huge. Murder, sexual immorality, theft, lies, slander. Friends, eating with unwashed hands may get you sick, but there is a virus that is much more harmful and damaging, and it's called sin. When we look at people from outside and decide whether they're in-crowd or out-crowd people, we have no knowledge of their hearts. I realize that we need to keep social distancing guidelines, sanitize our hands, and wear masks in some places at the moment. But what would happen in our world if we took the sin in our hearts as seriously as we take COVID-19, for instance? Jesus is flipping the script. Let's not play games of goodies and baddies, folks. Let's break down the walls we create in our minds between the in-crowd and the out-crowd. Let's recognize that while we've never murdered someone, we've wished people were dead. While we may have never committed any flashy sexual sins, we've had some pretty horrible lusts. We might not rob banks, but we have tried to take advantage of people. Let's follow Jesus and flip the script and recognize that for God, our inner lives matter more than our outward projections of ourselves. Do we want to be the honey on the top? Or do we want to be honey all the way down? So how do we become the honey honey all the way down? Well, as Jesus carries on his journey, he finds himself in the outcrowd country. Good Jews lived in Jerusalem and in Jewish towns in and around Palestine. Jesus had been teaching them on the northern outskirts of Galilee, 
But here we read that he's heading further north to Tyre and Sidon, non-Jewish towns. Here he meets someone from the outer out crowd. Verse 21, leaving that place, Jesus withdrew to the region of Tyre and Sidon. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Now the Canaanites are the people the Jews were meant to have destroyed when they took the promised land hundreds of years before. Canaanites worshipped different gods, didn't eat with correctly washed hands, and they hated the Jews. The Philistine Goliath was a Canaanite. In a Jewish world, the Canaanites were definitely on the outcrowd as well. But here, this Canaanite approaches Jesus and begs him for help. Now, there are so many reasons why Jesus should have nothing to do with this woman. First of all, she's a woman, and Jewish men didn't speak to women who weren't related to them in public. Second, this woman is a Canaanite, and Jews hated these people so much they called them dogs. Thirdly, she's got a sick, demon-possessed daughter, so most people would have seen her as a bad and contagious woman. At first, it seems that Jesus is on his way back into the in-crowd, because it seems like he's ignoring the woman. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came up to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Oh, wow. Jesus ignores the woman, then tells her he wasn't sent to her, and finally he tells her she's not a child of God but a dog. This is going to make the critics really happy. This is going to get Jesus and his disciples back into the in crowd. Sure, the disciples stuffed around with hand washing, but at least they get the fundamentals of who's in and who's out. Jesus excludes the woman, the disciples breathe a sigh of relief, and all of a sudden, Jesus is back in the in crowd. Thankfully, this isn't how things end. The woman issues a complaint. Yes, Lord, but even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. This woman is not going away. Now, some theologians think this woman is just plain brave, but I wonder if she hasn't picked up on something we've missed. You see, the Bible is translated from Koine Greek manuscripts, which are written without any punctuation. We know what Jesus said, but we have to guess how he said it. Let me share the interaction with you again with a little bit of inflection in my voice to see how it could have been said. A Canaanite woman from that vicinity came out to him, crying out, Lord, son of David, have mercy on me. My daughter is demon-possessed and suffering terribly. Jesus did not answer a word, so his disciples came to him and urged him, Send her away, for she keeps crying out after us. He answered, I was sent only to the lost sheep of Israel. The woman came and knelt before him. Lord, help me, she said. He replied, It is not right to take the children's bread and toss it to the dogs. Ah, yes it is, Lord, she said. Yet even the dogs eat the crumbs that fall from their master's table. You see, I think Jesus is in on the joke. 
He's trying to teach the disciples a lesson about in-crowds and out-crowds. The woman quickly catches on. She's called him the son of David. She's saying that Jesus is the true king of the Jews, God's promised saviour. She has faith in Jesus, and whether she knows it or not, she's putting her faith in God. The script gets flipped again. Let's look at verse 28. Then Jesus said to her, Woman, you have great faith. Your request is granted. And her daughter was healed at that moment. Woman is a title of respect. Jesus goes from seemingly shunning her as part of the outcrowd to lifting her up as an example of faith. To prove this, he heals her daughter. In a split second, the upside-down king moves from seemingly upholding the status quo to reminding a member of the outcrowd to commending a member of the outcrowd. With this, the upside-down kingdom bursts into her life. Jesus is showing his disciples and us that no one is outside of God's love. The upside-down kingdom is a kingdom not just for some, but for the outcrowd too. It's true that Jesus was sent to the people of Israel, but he was sent for the world. Jesus gave up his life for the sins of the whole world. In crowd, out crowd, Jesus doesn't care. What matters to Jesus is whether you're drawing closer to him in faith or drawing away. God's upside down kingdom isn't a place of in crowds and out crowds. What matters to God is whether you're in or whether you're out. It's whether you're drawing closer in faith or not. If you're drawing closer to Jesus, then before you know it, you'll find yourself in the kingdom of God. Faith is what helps us to become Jesus' people all the way down. Friends, there are plenty of lures in our life that make the in-crowds look unbeatable. But let's not get caught up in the hysteria of outward appearance and social norms. Jesus reminds us today that we are called to be people of faith. Faith to the core, not just on the outside. Jesus wants a personal relationship with us so that we love him all the way down. There's nothing more important or precious in life than drawing closer to Jesus. He guides us and helps shape what comes out of our mouths. So friends, let's draw close to him this week. Let's draw close to him every day. Let's draw close to him now in prayer. Loving Lord God, maker and judge, we pray, Lord, that you would help us to recognize that you came for the in-crowd and for the out-crowd. And you don't want us to make categories of people. Instead, you want us to draw close to you in faith. Help us to do that this week and know you more and more each day. Amen.